0: New Mexico, perhaps the one place where every day can be Christmas. That is, if we're talking about the delicious and colorful combination of green and red chili atop enchiladas, tamales, or the like. Season's greetings, everyone. I thought I would do a special episode today focusing on the cultural heritage of the holidays in northern New Mexico as well as holiday traditions specific to Philmont and Philmont staff. It's just me on this one, so if you've had enough of me in your head, or earbuds as it were, feel free to skip around or wait until next week's episode with Bob Mosier. And before we hike on, a special thanks to Diana Loomis for sharing her Luminaria photograph from Light Among the Ruins at Jameis Pueblo Historic Ruins. So a while back, I reached out via social media because I was curious to know if and how Philmont staff incorporate Philmont or New Mexico into their own holiday traditions. I'm also always looking to add new ideas to my own holiday experience, so I like to take notes from others. Many of you responded, and here's what you had to share. And I'm just going to quote you guys directly. So here it goes. We say the Philmont grace before our holiday meal. I check the Philmont webcam for the Christmas wreath and to see if it's a white Christmas in New Mexico. A few close Philmont friends and I meet up to celebrate the holidays as a chosen family. We adorn our Christmas tree with Philmont ornaments. We sing Christmas for Cowboys as a family, among other Philmont tunes. I save all the PSA holiday cards from throughout the years and display them around the house. We display our ceramic lighted Christmas village showcasing the Villa Filmante piece that we cherish. I think I saw that one go on auction. That's a really cool piece. Someone needs to recreate that. All right, carrying on, uh, the next submission reads, I recall the candlelight luminary ski and snowshoe tour at Enchanted Forest in Red River, New Mexico. It was always scheduled for Christmas night and was a magical way to end the holiday. We incorporate New Mexican Biscuititos into our holiday cookie exchange. And lastly, we light luminaries and place them in a row from our porch down to the sidewalk. So thank you guys for those holiday submissions. I think it's always fun to see how other people celebrate. And I was also curious about holiday history at Philmont. So I reached out to Philmont Museum's director, David Warehane, and he graciously provided me with the following content. Again, I'm just going to read this directly from David's email. The Phillips family came out to the ranch twice for Christmas, in 1932 and 1937. We have not found anything specific about what they did while they were here during those times, but most likely, Waite did some hunting. We have a photo of him in the snow, pointing a shotgun up into a tree. George Webster had stocked some of the area around Hunting Lodge with game birds before Waite bought the property. So maybe that's what he was after. Or perhaps a turkey. Who knows? Hard telling how far back they could go into the mountains due to snow. Some years you can't even get past the Cedo turnaround. Other years we've been able to get all the way to Bobien. Next up are two brief notes from the years that they were at the ranch during the holidays. In 1932, it reads, After Waite, Genevieve, and Chope returned home to Tulsa after Christmas, Helen Jane announced her engagement to W.R. Breckenridge, assuming here that Helen Jane was not with them over Christmas. Next up, in 1937, It reads that while they technically did not spend Christmas on the ranch, Waite had met with Walter Head, the then-national president of the BSA, at the ranch, and discussed donating the North Country in early December. He then went home for Christmas and brought Genevieve back around the 28th for the New Year's celebrations. Then there's the tradition of the Philmont Christmas food basket. Waite used to give all of the ranch employees a generous basket of food before Christmas. The idea was to make sure every employee had a complete and generous Christmas dinner for their entire family. And in Cimarron, some of those families can still be quite large. As far as I know, Philmont Scout Ranch has always carried on that tradition. Last year, we got a whole turkey, brisket, bacon, pie-making supplies, potatoes, vegetables, biscuits, dinner rolls, coffee, stuffing, etc. It is a very wonderful thing. And as today wraps up, dated December 9th, 2022, I will drive my staff over to the commissary where about six other staff will be full of cheer helping to load up these boxes as we wish everyone a Merry Christmas and be grateful for a wonderful year. David also notes that Waite allowed each of his employees to harvest a mule deer every season, probably around November. David closes saying that in his experience of having lived in the area for about 30 plus years is that December is the best time of year for most full-time employees to take off, travel, be with family. Of course, all the animals still need feeding, ice needs breaking, the water plants need checking, and a few bills need paying. But other than that, the last two weeks around any office or shop is pretty darn quiet. Maybe that is the tradition, and one of the few that mirrors folks all across the country. If you've ever spent the holiday season in New Mexico, you are likely well aware of the tradition of luminarias or faralitos. I adore this tradition, because whether it is summer or winter— I am that person who opens the blinds first thing in the morning and turns down the house each night. Sunshine, campfires, candles, lanterns, oil lamps, these are my love language. I attribute this mostly to my summers in the backcountry, walking back from campfire or writing eye camps all by flickering lantern light. It's a natural habit of many to follow and foster the light and what it represents, Many cultures also share beliefs that light symbolizes virtues like knowledge, goodness, wisdom, and divine energy. And with that, I wanted to share a brief history of Luminarius traditions. So the majority of this history can be found at the New Mexico Park Service website, which I will link in the show notes for anyone who wants to read more. Every December plazas, churches, homes, and businesses across New Mexico are lit up with luminarias, or farolitos as they are known in northern New Mexico. In Spanish, luminaria means illumination and farolito means little lantern. These decorative winter holiday lanterns are made with brown paper bags, which are filled partway with sand, and a lit tea candle or small votive. Once lit and set, Luminarias glow with a unique warmth that is unmatched throughout the year. Luminarias were not always contained in brown paper bags, though. Before the square-bottomed paper bag was patented in 1872, small stacks of pinon bark and dry wood were made, and the small bonfires were lit along roadways. This is where the controversy around the name arises. North of Santa Fe... Farolito is the name for the paper lantern, and luminaria is the small stacks of firewood, while south of Santa Fe, New Mexicans call the paper lanterns luminarias. The winter solstice is the darkest time of year, so lights and lanterns have been incorporated into winter holiday traditions for hundreds of years. Luminaria traditions are often a part of religious ceremonies, and in New Mexican Catholic traditions— Luminarias and faralitos were only lit on Christmas Eve to symbolically guide the Holy Family on their journey. Today, across the state, neighborhoods coordinate to light their luminarias together and warm the community with their light on long winter nights. Two popular faralito celebrations include the Canyon Road Faralito Walk in Santa Fe and the Lighting of Ledoux in Taos. All right, I'll wrap up this section with a passage from a beloved story, The Farlitos of Christmas, by award-winning New Mexico author, Rudolfo Anaya. It reads, It looks like a little lantern, Abuelo said. You have made a beautiful farlito. Will it stay lit outside? Luz tenderly picked up the bag with the lighted candle and walked out into the night. She placed the bag near the road. In the dark, the candle in the brown paper bag glowed brightly, and it didn't go out. Luz ran back to her mother and Abuelo. The three stood, huddled at the door, looking at the farolito that shone in the dark night. Oh, it is beautiful, Mama said. Imagine a hundred of them, Abuelo said. All along the path to the road, on top of the adobe wall, shining to light the way for the pastores. I have dozens of bags, Luz said, and I have dozens of candles, her mother said, and I can bring sand from the arroyo, Abuelo said. They laughed and hugged each other. That afternoon, on Christmas Eve, the people of the village went to visit and take food to the elders. Luz and Reina waited at the window. They watched the sunset, and the first wisps of snow began to fall. Soon it was dark. "'and the soft snow was falling like white feathers. "'It's time. It's time to light the farolitos,' Luz shouted. "'Yes,' Reina cried. "'They looked at Abuelo. "'Yes, it is time,' he smiled. "'Abuelo held the matchbox. "'Luz and Reina carefully went from bag to bag "'and lit each candle. "'Soon, a hundred farolitos shone brightly in the dusk. "'Then the pastores came down the road,' They stopped to look at the farlitos glowing in the dark. Star of the East, the shepherd girl said. All the pastores agreed. The farlitos were the stars, guiding them to Bethlehem. Many of the villagers gathered around and listened to the pastores sing. Luz and Reyna stood side by side, beaming with happiness. The light was reflected in their eyes. Later that night, when Luz and her family returned from church... The farolitos were still glowing brightly. In the dark, they shone like guiding lights, welcoming the family home. Farolitos de luz, Abuelo said, shining every Christmas, as long as there is love in our hearts. All right, you guys. Thanks for hanging out with me for these past 15 minutes or so. I'm going to close with a poem I found on an old postcard, Dated December 25th, 1914. It was sent from an Albuquerque address to an individual in New York City. (sighs) My holly is the chilly red upon the wall displayed. My Christmas trees are mountain pines in glittering dews arrayed. My candles are a thousand stars in God's eternal skies. My psalms, the distant whisperings that from the woods arise. My dearest Christmas gift tonight is the love of those I love. Which east or west or anywhere is Christmas gift enough? If you venture outdoors as part of your holiday traditions, perhaps for a nighttime stroll or a fireside meditation, look up. And know that I am too, gazing at starlit skies above. Merry Christmas, friends.